Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It is KOVE, 1330 AM, 107.7 FM. We go to the phone now and get the opportunity to chat with U.S. Representative for the great state of Wyoming, Harriet Hageman, is with us. Uh, Mrs. Hageman, thanks so much for taking time out of your afternoon. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm great. Everything is good here in Fremont County, Wyoming. Are you uh, joining us from, from D.C. this afternoon? I am. We have our last four days of votes, meetings, and hearings before the Christmas break, and I'm extremely excited to get back to Wyoming on Thursday. I was going to ask if you had holiday plans or if you get any time to relax from your crazy schedule for the for the holidays. I do. I will be heading home on Thursday and will be home for a couple of weeks, so this is going to be a very special Christmas. Uh, of course, being with my husband, but I also, my mother just turned 100 years old, and I will be able to spend time with her uh, over the Christmas holidays, as well as my many brothers and sisters. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. I hope uh, it's a lot of fun for the whole family. Uh, looking back over your your first year in this role, I'm curious, uh, just kind of your general takeaway over the last 12 months or so, and, and some of the things that you and your office might be most proud of. Well, I think that there's a couple of things. I think H.R. 1, which is the Lower Energy Cost Act, it passed the House, and that is a bill that would uh, allow us to continue to produce our oil and gas and coal. And my Coal Act is a part of the H.R. 1, and that is to lift the moratorium on, on coal permitting that's imposed by the current administration. I think that that is, has been a huge uh, that, that has been something that I'm very proud of, that we were able to get that through the House of Representatives. H.R. 2, that's the very the strongest border security bill that we've ever that has ever been passed out of Congress. And so I'm excited about that. We're still in negotiations right now with the Senate and the uh, White House about how to secure that border. What's happened over the last two and a half years is absolutely devastating, almost three years now has been devastating for this country. Last week, there was another record broken uh, with 12,000 illegals coming across the southern border in one day. This is unsustainable. You can see it in our cities around the country, uh, the increase in fentanyl deaths and overdoses that we're seeing, uh, the, the individuals on the terror watch list that are, that are coming across, uh, the human smuggling and, and, and trafficking that we're seeing. Uh, this is just devastating. HR2, if it were to be implemented, would actually close the border, provide additional security, and make sure that we can take a step back and, and actually uh, enforce our immigration laws as written. Uh, so I, I'm very proud of that. There are several other things that I've done. I have been able to work on the uh, with natural resources. I'm the chairman of the subcommittee on Indian and Insular Affairs. And I'm proud of the work that we've done on that subcommittee. I oversee all 574 federally recognized tribes. And my priorities for the year have been righting some historical wrongs related to property rights, addressing the Indian health services, which we are not providing adequate care to our tribal members, 
adequate medical, psychological, and dental care to our tribal members, and we've had several hearings on that. And I think there are some fixes that we could adopt to provide uh, a better continuity of care. Uh, and then the third thing is, is addressing some of the education issues and challenges that we have with our young tribal members. So that's another thing that I'm very proud of. Yeah, I wanted to ask a little bit more about your role in that. Harriet Hageman, again, our guest on Today in the Den. What is the Indian and Insular Affairs Committee and, and how did you get involved in that? So what it is, is it's, it's two components of governance back here. As I indicated, we oversee the 574 federally recognized tribes, and we have tribes in almost every single state. So you've got the Seminole in Florida, you've got Eastern Shoshone and Northern Arapaho in Wyoming, uh, you've got uh, the, the Navajo, and I have worked with, with tribes all over the country, focusing on specific issues, whether it has to do with gaming, or again, it has to do with property issues, um, some of the challenges associated with providing medical care, adequate medical and dental care to our tribes. So those are some of the things that we oversee. And then the other part of it, the insular affairs side of it, is overseeing and addressing the issues associated with our five territories, the Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, Northern Mar- uh, Mariana Islands, uh, Virgin Islands, and American Samoa. Um, so working on the insular affairs, primarily focusing on the South Pacific issues this year because of the threats we have uh, from communist China. And so in August, I was fortunate enough to travel down to the South Pacific and actually visit Guam as well as three other island chains, the Marshall Islands, Palau, and um, Micronesia. And we were down there uh, to meet with their leadership on uh, some long-term agreements that the federal, the U.S. government has entered into with those islands, providing security as well as some social services and in exchange, we have a right to exclude. And what that has done is it has allowed the United States to control the vast majority of the Pacific Ocean through our arrangements with these islands chains. And we've been able to keep open the shipping lanes. We've been able to ensure that these island chains have what they need in terms of imports and exports. And so I have been working on uh, uh, negotiating and approving what's called the COFA arrangements, the Compact of Free Association Agreement, with these three island chains to extend those for another 20 years. So I've been working on that for the last year. Congresswoman Harriet Hageman, again, our guest at County10.com and on KOVE. Uh, back up a little bit. You talked a little bit about coal in Wyoming and kind of the energy sector. I'm curious, in 2024, what are your hopes for the oil and gas industry as it uh, relates to Wyoming? Expanded uses. We need to be pushing forward with, the, with, with permitting. Uh, I think that there are a variety of opportunities that we have in pushing the federal government to approve permits on the federal lands and then to stop hindering our ability to develop on private lands. So oil and gas and coal, as well as uranium, there was just a memorandum of agreement entered into related to uranium in Wyoming. I'm very, very excited about that. I have visited a uranium mine in northeastern Wyoming, and then we have the, the one in central Wyoming, uh, not far from Jeffrey City. We have the high, highest quality, highest reserves of uranium in the United States, and I'm looking forward to being able to continue to pursue using those resources, but also 
I have said it over and over again, and I will continue to say it, coal and oil and gas are the energy of the future. I do not believe that wind and solar are. I think that when you start looking at the cost and expense associated with them, I know I get some criticism for this, but you just simply look at the unit of, of energy produced per unit of, ener- of land required. You look at those kinds of metrics. You look at what we're going to have to do in terms of building out the transmission lines. Uh, coal and, and oil and gas are clean. We do an excellent job of producing them while, while preserving and protecting our natural resources, our wildlife, our, our air, our water quality, all of those things. I will continue to fight for those industries because they are really the foundation of the prosperity in this country. Without affordable energy, you do not, you, you do not have the level of prosperity that we've seen. And then I know another uh, big one on your radar through the last year, looking ahead to the new year, is the livestock industry, obviously a big one for Wyoming. Uh, curious what you think about our future for ranchers and producers in Wyoming. This has been a very good year for our ranchers. And as you know, I grew up on a ranch over near Fort Laramie, Wyoming, and my family continues to be in the in the agriculture and, and livestock industries. There's a couple of challenges right now. I'm pushing back very hard against the USDA's effort to make it mandatory for our livestock producers, our cattle and bison producers, to use electronic identification ear tags. Again, I'm perfectly comfortable for anyone who wants to use those. That is as a traceability or identification mechanism in their operation. I believe in freedom and liberty, and that's perfectly fine. But I really struggle with the idea of it being mandated by the USDA. And my fear kind of heightens almost every day when I hear yet another story about a European country that adopted an EID mandate and then immediately starts moving towards the slaughter of massive numbers ahead of livestock. And I'll just give you an example. In 2022, Ireland adopted a mandatory EID requirement. And by this summer, they were uh, requiring, they're saying that their livestock producers, their cattle producers, have to slaughter as many as 41,000 head of cattle because of climate change. So they sell the entire idea of mandatory EID as a traceability. Uh, it's going to help us with disease traceability and that sort of thing. But the very, the very moment that they get it into place doesn't have anything to do with disease traceability. It's because of the nonsense surrounding their so-called climate crisis. And so you can see what happens when you have the federal government getting involved with dictating uh, livestock operations at the local level. And most of the time, it's not good. In fact, I'm not sure that there are many times that it is. Um, So I will continue fighting the USDA and the APHIS on that. I'm attempting to defund their effort to do that. Uh, We also have what's called natural asset companies that we need to be watching out for. The SEC has come up with this bright idea that they're going to find a way to securitize and monetize the, uh, our national parks, our BLM lands, our National Forest Service lands, and any private lands that have conservation easements on them. They will sell the rights to those lands to what are called natural asset companies who will allegedly manage them in their natural condition, which is where they are right now, and then they can sell those. And I, I think coming down the road, this is the new cap and this is the new idea for cap and trade. What it would be is that if you want to drill an oil and gas well or you need you want to run, you know, a thousand head of cattle, you're gonna to have to go to Bill Gates and, and buy chips from him while he uh, owns the air and water rights to uh, the, the national park lands like Yellowstone National Park. So it's a really bad idea. Uh, fraud, the fraud would be absolutely rife in a program like this, in addition to which, even in the rule itself, it says that foreign nationals and nas- 
foreign governments could actually own natural asset companies on the New York Stock Exchange. So it's something that they gave us very little heads up on uh, when they announced this rule in October. They only gave 21 days notice, they being the SEC, which gives you an idea of how they're trying to ram this through without people understanding the significance of it. Uh, I'm pushing back hard against it. It will probably have a standalone bill at one point trying to block them from from pursuing these kinds of natural asset companies. Uh, you know, it's just it, more fighting against the federal government and federal agency overreach is what you see. And I'll continue doing that to try to protect our our uh, citizens in Wyoming and, and our resources in Wyoming. I'll wrap it up with this one. want to go back to uh, a little bit more of a personal, funner note, hopefully, here. Uh, what have you enjoyed most about being a resident in D.C., and, and what do you miss most about the state of Wyoming when you're away? Washington, D.C. is a beautiful place, and I love the history here. I love the buildings. I love the museums. I love the culture. I do not refer to Washington, D.C. as the swamp because it's not Washington, D.C.'s fault that there's a lot of swampy people here. So uh, I encourage people to come back here and visit to engage with their history. And it's just a beautiful place, beautiful restaurants. The weather is quite mild under most circumstances, although it can be awfully windy at times. Uh, but I miss everything about Wyoming. I miss my family. I, uh, I, I miss the space. I miss driving on I-80. I miss um, being in Jackson. I miss Sundance. I miss uh, the friends, you know, just being able to go into town and stop and visit with people that you know on the street. Uh, I, I, I miss the culture of Wyoming. And so I miss everything about Wyoming. But fortunately, I get to spend my time here and there both. And uh, I feel very, very fortunate about that. Absolutely. Uh, really appreciate your time today and uh, best of luck going forward in the new year with everything and, and happy holidays to you and your entire family and staff. Thank you. Merry Christmas and have a wonderful new year. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.